The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Curry brings it home, the 1-1, and this ball is launched high and very deep to right, long gone. His second of the night, Ellie De La Cruz. Swung on a fly ball out towards right center field, Suzuki over to his right with room. He dropped it! He dropped the ball! Two-run score! Oh, my! What a break for the Braves, and they have the lead! Well, Eric Gary had, had established himself, you know, so we'd love for somebody to establish themselves. That hasn't happened yet. Now the 3-2 swung on, a pop foul back here. Ow! Ow! It ain't always easy. All right, who's up? Where's Teddy? <laughs> Where's my dongle, dongle man? Hour two, T-Row in the morning show on a Wednesday, September 27. Toby and TJ back with you. Uh, Sooners Cyclones coming up on Saturday. TJ, could you give us a sneak peek at your gut for Saturday? Hold on. Let me pull up my shirt. How's that? Well, we can't see it. We need you to describe it for us. <laughs> hey, it's Wednesday. The gut's feeling okay. What'd you have last night? I didn't ask you about your day. How was your Tuesday? Oh, took in a little uh, seventh grade football last night. Um, if we would, if we had the running game that the Whittier Warriors had last night, no oh, one really? would be complaining. I saw one of those. How many backs did they play, Teej? Uh, a lot. By the time the game was over, they were putting Atta everybody boy. in, giving them chances. Um, I saw one of those plays where. You're at that age at seventh grade, and a running back is coming at you that's so much bigger that it's like uh, out of a comedy movie. Uh, the kid running the ball for the uh, Whittier Warriors uh, stiffed-armed a kid. I think that kid flew about nine, ten <laughs> feet in the air. Like I started laughing. The whole is he okay? Cr- I shouldn't laugh. Is he okay? He's fine. And the whole crowd okay. was like, it was one of those, ooh. I'm talking. I don't know how the kid flew as far as he did backwards. But just stiff armed into you know what. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was get, yeah, get off me. Did everybody scream, get off of me? <laughs> yes. So it was quite the entertaining game too because uh one of the moms for Moore West had a sign that had her son's number on it, and you could hear her every play over everyone. And it was highly entertaining. It was just screaming at the top of her lungs. And you could tell the kid was like, I am not acknowledging her. I'm not acknowledging her. That's and not the my mom. mom is just unstoppable. Just. <laughs> and we were at the other end of the, the stadium. We were about, I would say, 60 yards away from her. 
and you could hear as if she was sitting next to you. And so that's what we did last night. Was, we was win? Great football. Uh, Whittier Warriors won last night, yeah. Ready to go, Whittier so, Warriors. Yeah, yeah. So All right. Dinner? Um, dinner was uh, threw together a couple of salads that I got at this club that I'm a member of. Mm-hmm. I combined them, and then I chopped up some rotisserie chicken. Were they the, the same salads. salad or two different two salads? Two different salads with two what? different dressings. I said what? That I mixed the dressings together, and then. What? Hang on a second. Yeah, yeah. You can't mix dressings. You can't normally accept you You would be uh, understanding of this. One was more of a, one was a buffalo ranch, and the other was a different type of ranch. So it was basically mixing two styles of ranch together uh, with a buffalo <laughs> kick to them. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, poured them over. I like the, the way, the I like what you're doing here. Yeah, poured them over the rotisserie on the salad, and that's what we had last night. Man, look at you getting all creative with your salads and your dressings. Hi, everybody. Today we're gonna mix two <laughs> salad dressings. Take a bowl, squeeze them out of the two. <laughs> all right. Well, it sounds like you had quite a day. <laughs> quite a day. Quite a day. Um, let's talk a little college football, Teach. Um. We got a 12-team playoff starting next year. And the agreed-upon model is 6 plus 6, which means the Power 5 conference champions plus the next highest-ranked conference champion. That's 6, okay? And then the next six highest-ranked teams. That's the current model. However... However, since we agreed upon this model, things have changed. <laughs> the Pac-12 has Don't have a representative from one. Yeah. The Pac-12, you know, who right now, by the way, are experiencing the greatest year in conference history. The Pac-12 can make a claim to being the best conference in America this season. They can make a claim to it. They got four teams in the top ten this week. They're about to fall apart next year. And so they're trying to figure out what to do. And uh, I guess the commissioners are getting together in the committee, the college football playoff committee or management committee. And um, the American Athletic Conference Commissioner, Mike Oresco, says the 5 plus 7 model is the one that he supports and that he thinks has the most support out there, which is basically – Let's just lop off the Pac-12, all right? Let's uh, let's let's have the Power Four conferences now, plus the next highest-ranked conference champion, and then you get seven at-larges after that. I, I see no problem in this. Do you see any problem in this? No, TJ? I it makes the most. Sense. I mean, that's yeah. the easiest and makes the most sense. So I figured not that's that the complicated. No, no. You're going to get one more at-large team in the thing. I feel like a butt's coming here as if someone's trying to make it really complicated. But! Oh, okay, here it comes. No, I have no butt. I have no butt. That's, um, they, you know, they're going to talk about it. It sounds like today they're going to talk about it. He feels like that model has the most support. I don't even know what other model you'd... I don't even know what other model you'd... Unless you want to now give the top two highest-ranked conference champions... And leave it at six plus six. I would give the top three teams in the SEC automatic bids, but that's just me. That's just me. Well, I mean, I think that's baked in, right? I mean, can you foresee a year where there's not at least three SEC teams in no, this thing? No, no. So that was kind of a joke that you would have to do that because I think it'll be that way anyhow. But mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, you're probably right. It's probably going to end up happening anyhow. How many? Except maybe this year, if it was in place this year. Huh. Uh, if it's we still a... early. That's still a chance that that would happen. You know, so. you know, Alabama's getting in because that's a law. <laughs> People like you out there always hyping them up. They're not very Georgia, good this year. Or not Georgia. very good. They're not as good this year. Uh huh. Get back to me in December and let me know. Georgia probably get in. They're only yeah. the number one ranked team in America right, right now. Right. Two time defending national champs. Oklahoma and Texas are up there. Oh, so you're putting them in this year if they were SEC. This well, year. I mean, we're adjusting for what it's going to look like gotcha. next season. Gotcha. But they would be heading toward an SEC schedule. So, yeah, I'm going to say there will not be a year in which at least three SEC teams don't make it. It would be shocking if not. Are you at all, like, I can't wait for next year. Not just because of the SEC, but the 12-team playoff is going to be off the the hook and the chain. It's going to be off of everything. And I know you're not a fan of it, but nope. have you come around at all to like, man, that is going to be fun. I'm looking not at all. To. I don't think it's going to be fun. I think it'll start to ruin college football in a certain uh, in certain ways. And uh, I am very excited about the move to the SEC. Very excited to see what this does for Oklahoma going forward. What it does year over year in recruiting. Uh, excited about all of those areas and what they could become. Uh, as a program in the SEC, which is already elite, which what they what they've done in uh, the history of their their university. So well, I, I got to stop you. I don't think it's going to be fun. You just said I don't think it's going to be fun. Like the playoff. Explain that to me. Like, are you telling me like like right now? If you just look at the top twelve teams, yeah, top four get the buy. So your first round game, you'd have Alabama going to Florida State, Notre Dame going to Penn State. Yeah, that doesn't excite you at all. Yeah, you're not. You're not gonna watch those games, playoff games on home fields, and go. Nah, that, that's no fun. Oh sure, oh sure. But right now, if it were to end, I'd be fine if uh, Georgia was playing Ohio State and Texas was playing Michigan. Uh, more is not always better in my eyes. Why? And if you're a 12-team playoff right now, I've got an argument for LSU and OU getting left out there at. Uh, 13 and 14. It's the same argument. You just it's have more game. teams. If they would land on a running back, they would have been <laughs> it's ranked It's just higher. the same argument. It's just more teams. Every I, team, I'm fine no matter with the how argument. many you have. But what I'm saying is, like right now, you're still too early. I mean, it's going to play out. And of course. by the end of this, whoever's ranked 10th is probably going to have two losses. And in my opinion, I don't need to see them play in a playoff. I don't care to. I'm fine. The four will establish themselves. They always have. It's more for you about justice than about entertainment. Justice, and I think it's more entertaining throughout the season, and I think it's more That's where we have a basic disagreement. I think disagreement. it's more gut-wrenching throughout the season once you take those losses. Alabama takes a loss, you know, in September now, and they're like, nah, whatever. Like they you can said, still win the playoff. We're still going to be in there and have a shot yeah. at the playoff, and I, I don't I I don't know I I love the gut wrenching and what a, a late September, mid October loss does for a program and how do you battle back in November and get back in the mix and some of that's going to be gone you're just going to be dealing with it with teams that are fourteen fifteen sixteen now 
You might be right. That takes some of the luster off of it for me. You might be right. That's the unknown here. And the excitement on my side of it is an unknown because we haven't been through it yet. Like, I I think you're wrong. I think there's going to be more excitement because more teams are going to have a shot at the playoff, which means more fan bases are going to be into this thing late. And even if, like, for example, the scenario you brought up, it's not going to be gut-wrenching if a team loses. If a team is undefeated and ranked really high and they and they lose a game, there goes their round one bye. Now they're a nine seed going on the road in round one. Like, there's still a lot at stake. There's actually more intriguing possibilities at stake, uh, in my opinion. Now, we're not going to know until we go through this two or three years to be able to say, yeah, that is awesome, or, you know what, you're right, it's not as fun this way. I think it's going to be exponentially better when more teams are involved and the different scenarios of, because there's different tiers in the playoffs. Like the top four get buys. That's a big right, deal. Right. The next four get home field for game one. Those that's big a big deals. deal. Those are big deals. And, and the next four have to go on the road, but they're still in the playoff. And then after that, you're missing out. So fighting for those different tiers within even making the playoff is going to be fun. And you're right. The matchups are sexy. I mean, you know, when you're throwing out the names that you were throwing out earlier, those matchups are appealing. I just... I've always been you don't fine. Need it. I've, I don't need it. I've always been fine, and I thought the less was more in college football. It was different. It was it made your regular season different than every other sport. I didn't mind college football being different. Everybody else Still has different. a problem with it. Still nah, different. It's really not. It's really nobody not. has this. Nobody has this scenario. Yeah, it's the same thing as the NFL. It's going to be sixteen soon, and it's going to be the same exact thing. So you're, and again, that's the fundamental difference here. You enjoyed it the way it was. Yeah. I hated it. <laughs> I I hated the supposition that we got to the end of the year and everybody said, ah, they're probably the champ. Let's just all move on to basketball. And I was like, wait, how do we know they're the champ? Ah, we just decided. We just decided they probably look the best. Let's just move on to another sport. And I was like, can we actually, like, play it on the field? Can we actually, like, have a – can we figure this out? Um, so and I having said all this and griping about it, I, I'll enjoy the games when they come around. I'll just sit there in my rocking chair. I'll probably be in a wooden one here in a few years, and uh, rock in my living room and say, "Ah, back in my day, we wouldn't have had to sit through this. We would already be to the championship game." We wouldn't have had to sit around and watch more. Yeah, great we gotta there. watch Fresno State and Penn State. Who gives a whoop? What are you doing on Friday night, Grandpa? <sighs> gotta stay up late now because there's a playoff game. This wouldn't have been till New Year's Day back in the day. Stupid, incredible matchup in a great atmosphere with the playoff <laughs> on the line. I just want to watch. Golden Girls, why are you bothering me with this? I could be streaming in a Netflix show, and now you're making me watch a great college football matchup with everything on the line. Uh, uh, by then, it will be uh, net, uh, Netflix will be streaming the playoff games. What are you talking about? That's probably right. <laughs> less is more. I want less great entertainment in my life. I found okay? out the other day, less apparently sports. network television is going away, so we won't even have TV soon, probably. So. 
or over the air TVs, I guess. Who told you that? Oh, there's a panic by the networks that kids today, no matter the programming they put on, are not going to watch network television anymore. So they're trying to figure out how to stay alive, which was one of the reasons why they put the uh, old dude on The Bachelor to try to uh, hold on to the older demographic. Hmm. There's an old dude on The Bachelor? Yeah, at, uh, he's 70. The new Bachelor 70. The Golden Bachelor. Wow. <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> I, I didn't a, know this. I think it was, uh, I don't remember where I was. Some, newspaper, Chris. some newspaper article wrote about it the other day about that's one of the reasons. And I'm like, and uh, uh, I'm like, uh, do uh, older people even want to see this? I don't know if they do, but. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Chris, you got off just in time, buddy. <laughs> yes. Way to go. All right, 719, we'll take a break. Your text, me- text messages when we come back. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. Bottom, bottom of the hour. Boy, I can't talk all of a sudden. Bottom of the hour, Bob Stoops from The Rush yesterday. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. We are back. T-Row in the Morning Show. Toby and TJ with you this hour, brought to you by High Tower Clinical. They believe everyone should have access to new treatment options through clinical trial trial participation, study opportunities in uh, several different areas, colitis, Crohn's disease, several cancers, dermatitis, they do it all and uh, have several different opportunities for you. So find out more, HightowerClinical.com, call or text 405-831-5905, no cost or insurance needed to participate, studies are... Uh, um, Compensated in certain situations, medications provided, so uh, check them out, HightowerClinical.com. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Panda in Texas says, with the cupcake schedules people play, the playoff will make better games when it's 12 teams. They will have to earn it come playoff time. Okay, well, let's just uh, uh, not care about the regular season like we do in most sports now and just uh, see how the playoffs play out. Uh, this one says, what? "That's T- the stupidest thing ever." Uh, like, we're, like we're not going to care about emoji. the regular season. Not as much. You won't in college football as much. You Why? just won't. It just won't have as much. Uh, Why? It just won't explain. Be as you intense. can't just say it just won't. It explain just won't Why? be as intense. It just Why? won't. Because of what I said earlier, you can take a loss if you're one of these programs like Oklahoma or Alabama, and it doesn't put you into the same type of panic. It won't mean as much. You like the pan. You I want like the people panic to and be chaos. The panic and chaos. Yes. When they lose yes. and to have no repercussion. Absolutely, I love it when they're That's gutted what you and love. depressed. Yes. I want them going home thinking my life is over. Yes. We're never going to win again. I want to. I want tears and desperation yes. every Saturday. Yes. And and now there is there is room for there is margin for error. There's room for error. Now and you that just have the sniffles. Sucks. Yeah. I don't want margin for error. I want everything to be on the line. Yes. Every week. Yes. I got you. All right. Uh, Joe in Tulsa says TJ is wrong. Laughing face, crying emoji. Uh, now we have kids sitting out in bowl games like Florida with kids OU two years ago. Uh, now with the playoff, these kids will be playing. Also with the transfer portal, there will be more parity. There isn't a clear top five right now. Oh, you could end up there coming from 20. Definitely going to be higher TV ratings. You're wrong, Joe. You're just dumb. Uh, let's see here. Let's move on. 
Um, also turned the radio off when TJ started bad-mouthing the 12-team playoff. Uh, thank the Lord for the voice of a reason. Uh, of reason. You. Uh, you're wrong, too. What an idiot you are from the 918. <laughs> Uh, Brad and Bartlesville, did you guys see uh, Adrian Peterson on Dancing with the Stars last night? Dude is competitive even at dancing. I did not watch it. I know he's I on there, but I did not it. watch. No. I went to Cheesecake Factory last night. Uh, this person wants to know if Viagra is the sponsor for the uh, Golden Bachelor. Perhaps. Mm. I don't know. I thought they were going to ask about this show now that both hosts are <laughs> over 50. Toby, have you decided on a switch to YouTube TV? I made it four years yes. ago. It's great. Yeah, I have, but I think... I'm nervous over it. I'm nervous about the call to break up with Cox, okay? Uh, we've been dating forever, and I think they're going to be mad at me. And so I'm going to wait till the bye week to do it. I'm going to wait till the bye week to do it. I'm trying to figure out, should I do it in person, or is it okay to do it over the phone? Can I just text them? You know what I mean? What's the proper way to do this? So, uh, yes, I'm, I'm gonna, I've, I've uh, received the wife's approval. We're going with YouTube TV. Everybody unanimously says it's the way to go. I'm doing it, but I haven't done it yet. This, the most intelligent person we've heard from today, from the 580. Get him, TJ. I'm 100% with you on this 12-team playoff. Thank you. Thank you. OU Architect, I think TJ is the greatest. Thank you, OU Architect. There are some smart listeners out there. Hmm. I agree with TJ. See you guys next week. Heath in Atlanta. Thank you, Heath. I've always enjoyed our visits on OU Texas. You are an intelligent texter. Thank you. BCS was the best, this texter says from the 405. Hmm. I'm not texting these, by the way. This is not my phone yeah. number. No, there are some people who agree with you, but I don't I don't understand why. Like, they just, uh, they're just kind of, I like it the way it was. That's just kind of the argument there. I loved the BCS. I mean, I don't know how else to tell you. Why? That. I just loved it. I loved the computers. I loved the polls going into it. I loved the panic uh, uh, in November. What I, is it with I, you and panic? I like I like the, the stress and the chaos. Why do you the, think there won't be – why do you think look, people are going to care less about a 12-team playoff? Because you, nobody you, cares about the 9th, 10th, and 11th, and 12th team in the country by the end of the year. What are you talking about? I don't. Nobody does. Who cares who's 12th? I mean, the fan base of the 12th place team. I know, because they're losers. They've lost two games. They should be out. They should be crying. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh-oh. Hey, I'm giving you guys a heads up for a firestorm coming. <laughs> what? Decades-long season ticket holders are going to realize they have to relocate to premium donor seating or give them up because they can't afford it. It's probably going to happen to me after 39 years. It'll be heartbreaking. Is that a text you're reading? Yeah, that's a text. That's oh. how I feel like it's coming in when it's like, I'm giving you guys a heads up. We touched on this yet. Yeah. We touched on this yesterday, <laughs> and we received a text from the athletic department saying, uh, let me see if I can find it so I don't. Uh, I want to make sure I read it word for word here. Hang on. I got a lot of happy birthdays yesterday. I'm having to scroll down a bit here. <laughs> Sorry, Teach. There it is. Okay. Um, there will be options for affected ticket holders in their same seating area and same price point. We've held seats to accommodate. So there you go. Firestorm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just letting you guys know it's coming. <laughs> okay. 
We'll uh, talk, down. talk about grumpy old men. LOL. Please don't block me. I'm just joking. <laughs> block that guy, TJ. Uh, TJ doesn't care about kids' mental health. Weak. The kids are weak. Can't handle losing and not being in the playoffs. So we got to give them all a spot. Give them oranges in a, in a, uh, a Capri Sun. Uh, let's see here. Just because the Pac-12 has several teams ranked doesn't mean they're good. Who have they beaten? Uh, a lot of people in other conferences yeah. so far this year. Pac-12 is pretty good this year. Now, right. it may play out by the end of the year. We're like, eh, they've all got three, four losses and weren't as good as we thought. But right now, end of September, uh, they're pretty good. I think Washington's good. I think Oregon's good. I think Utah's pretty good. USC, we'll see. Uh, even like Washington State and Oregon State are pretty good teams this year. So, yeah, I mean, are they going to end up being the best conference in America? No, probably. But they're better than they've been ever since we've gone to the college football playoff format. They are deeper and better than they've been since we've gone to the college football playoff format. Uh, so TJ is that guy who feels like the Rolls Bowl has to be on New Year's Day. You know what? You know what's pretty good? When the Rose Bowl was on New Year's Day! I can respect this about Teach, okay? He, he doesn't like change. He doesn't like change. Uh, I don't know if that respect is the right. I don't stop and drive throughs and pick it up, that's for sure. There's an understanding. I have an understanding for that. I don't know what respect is the right word. I can understand that. When it comes to sports, really in all of your life, but especially in sports, you like it the way it was pretty much all the time. You you like, whether it's the NBA or college football or Major League Baseball or whatever, don't be putting the DH in the other league. Don't be having interleague, interleague, uh, play. interleague games. Quit changing things from my childhood. I liked it that way. And you are consistent with that. So I But I, I, I am accepting of change. I've changed. The you rules in baseball this year. I've come around and I've said those are but good changes. But you didn't like it. But I didn't like it at first, but I've admitted I do like some of the changes now. I yeah. still don't like interleague play. I still wish they didn't have interleague play. But... Um, and I don't uh, want DHs in both leagues. So I like the uh, argument from National League fans. Our game's so much better, you got to be so much smarter to watch the National yeah, double League. Double switches. You got to do double switches yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, um, But these changes this year, I've come back and said, you know what? They've been pretty good. And I you didn't have. notice the giant you know, You're willing to do that. You're willing to you do that. But in general, like when presented with, like, let's change it, you're, you're not, you don't like that. You fight it. Like, let's just leave it the way it was. Like uh, this stupid in-season tournament. I don't need it. That's right. That's right. NBA going to ruin everything. Uh, the 12-team playoff will stop. What did it do here for me? Uh, will stop elite players from opting out. They are going to want to play. Nothing is worse than watching a bowl game with both teams' best players cheering from the sidelines and not playing. I think that will end some of that. I don't think it will end all of that. I think you'll see elite players on the 10th, 11th, 12th team still opt out 
when tons of money are on the line. And will that affect their draft status? Possibly, because I think that's weak even in a bowl game situation. But I do still think you may see players opt out in those lower-seeded teams. Not as much, but it's still going to happen. I think that's just that, the world we live in. That would be highly controversial. I mean, they will, they will be... They'll be... Uh, I mean, can you imagine how the disdain... Oh, no doubt from their that own would fan come base. from a fan base. Absolutely. Let, let's just say it's Oklahoma. Let's say OU is the nine seed. Okay. OU makes the playoff as the nine seed, and they've got a what does that mean? They got a first round matchup at the eight seed, which is uh, I don't know uh, uh, Washington. I don't care. Doesn't matter. And Danny Stutzman says, "Yeah." I'm just going to go to the draft. I don't think it happens often, but I do think it'll be one, two kids every three, four years, whatever it may be, that end up still opting out. And it's going to be kids, due to the transfer portal, that go somewhere and up their stock and are only at a place for one year and then say, all right, I did what I wanted to do here. I'm now a top ten pick. We haven't seen it in basketball. So No, not yet. We haven't. We haven't. But I think it would come. And I'm not. I'm saying. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's at the number we're at now. But I do think there will be a kid here and there that does still opt out. You're probably right. It'll be interesting to see if eventually they tie nil into like a contract situation. Yeah, I think they where probably will. You have to. You have to play. The, you have to play the entire season to get your you're gonna, money yeah, or, you're or something like to. that. Yeah, I agree with we that. We are way late for a commercial break. Bob Stoops on the rush coming up next. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It is The Rush on The Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Bob Stoops joins us now. Brought to you by Modelo. And uh, I saw a photo on Saturday after the game. Teddy, I'm sure you saw it as well. All the uh, Stoops family members were down on the field after OU beat Cincinnati. Bob was there, um, a lot of his family members. It, it looked like you had a great weekend. How was the uh, weekend in Ohio, Bob? Uh, it was great, Tyler. Yeah, it was uh, fantastic. I needed uh, 42 tickets. I uh, had a ton of my family, my sisters and uh, oldest brother still live in Ohio and nieces and nephews that are all very close to all of us and my children. So we had a big time. Uh, everybody uh, were down there for two, three days and uh, fun to watch OU play a really good game. I felt and it was uh, all fun for everyone to see Drake after the game and be down there. So it was it was fantastic. It's funny, you told us during the broadcast that, you know, the Stoops clan has always traveled well, and, you know, you, there, there's, you've had to, had to bus them around a couple of different games, and this is the first time you've ever got to join the party bus on the way to the stadium. Yeah, this, that was a pretty uh, unique in that all these years <laughs> they've been to a million games and have had a million game day buses to all the, whether it be bowl games or wherever, and I said, I'll be darned, this is my first game day bus ride so uh so it was a lot of fun it was great another great defensive efforts uh by the OU defense and a guy that we've been talking a lot about since Saturday is 
former five-star, the the true freshman, P.J., there coming off the edge. Apparently, Brent went back and watched the game on the plane, saw the play where he almost gets the strip sack, and goes immediately to Miguel Chavis and says, hey, we got to play this guy more. What, what have you seen so far? How impressive you, uh, have you been with P.J.? Yeah, fantastic. Just, um, you know, all of it, the quickness, speed, uh, that's what you need. And, and he'll continue to improve. So, um, yeah, I've, I've been impressed with the whole defense. I, I just think we're more disruptive, definitely. All those guys up front are more disruptive. They're getting to the quarterback. And even a few times he escaped. Not everyone's going to escape. That guy could run pretty well and was strong. But, um, we, you know, like we were we were close a number of other times of really bothering them and getting to them. So um, I'm, I'm excited about what we're doing. Yeah, you know, I, one of the things that I've, I've kind of noticed, and I've been saying this for a couple of weeks, Coach, it feels like, like there's still mistakes out there, and there's and there's always going to be. Well, That's there's just kind always of how, going to be. That's right. Yeah. But it feels like they're getting smaller and smaller, and the result after the mistake is, is you know, instead of a, a, a mistake turns into a huge play, someone's cleaning it up way quicker. And the, the margin for error uh, on some of those stuff is just getting smaller and smaller for offenses. Yeah, I agree. Um, definitely there's, you know, there's, we're minimizing everything, um, like to your point. Uh, even if something it does pop, you know, you see two, three guys that are able to control it, get it stopped, and then we've been coming up with stops right after that. So it's uh, again, I think we're we're just there's more depth. I think the the front seven's more disruptive and and more powerful, and I think the secondary definitely is is stronger in coverage, and and all of that matters. Teddy, there's a, a new favorite for me for clip of the year so far in college football. It's from Kentucky head coach Mark Stoops. I don't know if either of you have heard <laughs> this or not, uh, but he's, he gets Florida at home this weekend. It's a noon kickoff, and he was asked a couple of days ago, well, do you worry about your fans showing up ready to go for a noon kickoff? Yeah, Mark's not worried. I, I have great confidence in the people of Kentucky that can get up very early and pound some beers. <laughs> <laughs> How awesome is that, Bob? That sounds like a guy that understands his fan base to me. That sounds like my brother. Yeah, that's, uh, that's right. That's a guy that understands his fan base. And uh, I know, uh, you know, at the Cincinnati game, my my. Our crew was up early, and we had kegs and eggs at 8 o'clock, so there's nothing Love wrong with it. that. Yeah, so uh, I'm sure the Kentucky uh, fans can do the same thing. Now, um, I, last night, Coach Venables at his coach's show, you know, I think Toby asked him who maybe reminds him of P.J., you know, as that you know, true freshman defensive end, you have six four frame. He's kind of wiry right now, but I think he's still over two hundred forty pounds. And he threw out a couple of names. And one guy I thought was maybe, and I didn't ask him about it, but I'd like to ask you um, because I, I was just always fascinated with with this player. Anyways, is Javon Curse, and what what was he like whenever he first showed up at Florida? He was uh, an incredible athlete. Uh, you know, all of six five. You know, six four five. Um, he was two fifty. He wasn't overly big, but he he could he'd monkey around ahead of practice. He uh, 
he'd go out and there were, you know how the receivers are all warming up, quarterbacks are throwing to him. He'd get out there on the corner, he'd bump and run, and you couldn't even see the receiver on the boundary when he pinned him because he's so big. You know what I mean? But he'd mm-hmm. he'd run stride for stride with anybody, and uh, he was an amazing athlete and uh, incredible guy, and uh, you know really uh, really a strong player. But he he was athletic like that. He was as athletic as anybody I've ever coached. Yeah. And I, I would say that he, you know, he does look like him, you know, definitely in uh, as a as a young player. Yeah, and I know you you used him a bunch of different ways, bringing him off the edge, kind of played a Sam backer at times, right? Yeah, that's what we did on first and ten. We'd play him at Sam, Sam linebacker, and I got to be honest, I bet I blitzed him eighty percent of the time. <laughs> Why not? And, <laughs> yeah, but he would knock the, you know, he'd knock the hell out of the tight end and nobody can handle him. A tight end couldn't deal with him at all. And then if we got him second and long or third downs, we, you know, if it wasn't third and short and any longer yardage is second or third down, we just put him on the edge and let him rush. Mm. And we, we didn't bother running many stunts with him. We just let him go, you know, with Boy. his speed. Yeah, that was that was uh, always a guy that whenever I was young, I was like, man, that that is uh, that's that's he what everyone's striving to look like right there. It's yeah, incredible. well, he, he he lived up to what he looked like too. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, pretty special player, and hopefully, he, this our young guy can can uh, keep going and be kind of the same thing. All right, coach. Before we let you go, uh, Iowa State coming to town. What do you think of? Uh, of Iowa, Iowa State, the program that Matt Campbell's built there. Yeah, Matt can't, Matt does a great job. Very consistent. Um, I, I say that. I, I guess they've been a little bit more down the last couple of years, um, you know, than usual. But uh, but it, very well coached. Uh, Iowa State. You know what I always told people: they're they're never going to give up. They're going to always fight and do their best. So we got to be prepared to play a good game. I don't care what's happened in the past. They're never going to be a team that's going to fold or going to think, oh, we're not having a great year. They're, they'll show up and play hard. They're very well coached, disciplined team. And, uh, you know, we'll have to play well to, you know, to, to beat them. And, uh, you know, interesting fact, too, their quarterback, Rocco Beck, number three, I think it is, he, his father, Anthony Beck, is a former broadcaster and whatnot, but he's the head coach at the XFL St. Louis team. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, yeah, so, but, but again, you know, uh, they, they always play hard, play smart. Good, you know, you, you got to be smart in how you play. Can't, you know, take care of the ball. Be our best. That, that's what we got to focus on, and, and hopefully we can continue to grow that way. So where are you going to be this week? Are you going to be in Norman or hanging out with those Kentucky fans at 7 a.m. before kickoff? Well, I'll be hanging on, hanging around with, you know, our, our people around <laughs> okay. here up, up until kickoff. So, <laughs> okay. uh, and I may have a tough time getting on with Toby and Teddy, you know. <laughs> I, have to, I have to watch my uh, pregame festivities, make yeah. sure I'm, I'm in good control. A little charged That's, up, like you said before yeah. the OU Tech game in 08. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's 6 o'clock kick, everyone be careful. I know everyone's used to that 11 a.m. It's a little bit different. Uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint uh, in this night kick. Coach, we appreciate you stopping no, That's pretty good. Uh, Bob got to uh, behave himself a little bit before the game, uh, knowing he's got to make an appearance on the broadcast on Saturday night. So, 
He'll be fine. He'll be just fine. 750, time out. We'll get back to your text messages next. It's a Wednesday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. The rest of the people, I was just on a secret microphone with Toby. Hightower Clinical brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. That's, uh, that's exactly what I said, the same exact wow. thing I just said, yeah. Wow. Uh, trial opportunities uh, for you in Oklahoma in several wow. different areas. Hightowerclinical.com or call 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I'm a light. I'm a beacon of light. It makes, <laughs> it makes perfect sense. TJ is a baseball fan, so of course he's an old man mindset and wants everything to be the 1940s style. Yes, because uh, that has everything. Me being a baseball fan has everything to do with the fact that I enjoy college football and the way that it was structured. That has everything to do with that, the fact that I like baseball. Hey, Trey, yeah. Trey, learn Thanks how to spell out, your Trey. name. Learn how to spell your name, Trey, and then you can send an opinion in, okay? How does he spell his T-R-A-I. name? T-R-A-I. Who spells their name that way? Trey. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. Good text, Trey. Uh, why would anyone care about the stupid playoff system? That's what this person's asking. This one says. <laughs> <laughs> this, Hang on, just a second. Let me this check. person likes the BCS. That's what they're saying. Uh, oh. Yeah. This person says the BCS sucked. They're not a fan of it. Uh, this one says it's TJ's fault. Well, that is absolutely true. Um. You want regular season to be more require 10 power five or four soon games to be eligible for the playoffs in the SEC double patsy scheduling. Hey, Notre Dame, you want the playoffs as an independent? Going to have to find 10 power five games. Group of five, tough toodles. Don't care. That's the thing, too. I, don't, I think everybody thinks, oh, now you're getting uh, much greater uh, non-conference games, too, with this. I don't think you are. I think you'll get the same as what you've always had, like your school will play someone big every five years or so or whatever it may be on a rotation. But other years you're going to get three not-so-great non-conference games, and they're going to throw out there, well, we play Vandy and Mississippi State. We can't be scheduling Michigan in the non-con every year. So It is an interesting question. Because there's two theories here. One, since there is more margin for error, as you said, perhaps, you can still get in the playoff and lose a game, maybe two. Right. Will teams be braver with non-conference scheduling? Or is it just, you know, that's just another opportunity. It's another opportunity to lose. As easy as possible. Um. I don't know. I'm like, Oklahoma's always, as long as Joe C's here, like they're scheduled every year pretty much with a Michigan or an Ohio State or a Tennessee, or or not Tennessee now, but like one of those. So I don't know. We'll see. I think the the television partners are increasingly having something to say about that too. Like we're paying so much money. We're getting good games here. So something to keep an eye on. Top of the hour break. We'll be back.